you're late. Bad sign to be late for your first day on the job. Believe me, you don't want to get fired. Request to leave and you can go out gracefully, but they can't afford to have disgruntled employees running around. The risk of spreading their secrets. I know a cleaner from the fourth floor. Let's slip the general vicinity of where he works. They took two of his toes. Told him one more slip up like that and... But no need to worry. Do a good job and you'll be treated well. Quite well. Just remember, they're always watching. They have eyes all over this place. All right, follow me to the elevators. We're heading to the basement where the dead reside. Sure, you know those slide-out cabinets over there are where they keep the corpses. We'll be sanitizing the tables and utensils, but beyond that, we don't mess with anything. Never forget, they watch our every movement. No getting grabby with the bodies, if you know what I mean. In fact, we only open the cadaver drawers when they're empty and in need of a good wipe down upon request. This is your cart, with your number on the side. When we finish up, I'll show you the supply closet. Inventory's taken weekly, but until then you can start over here. We work from top to bottom, mopping the floor last. It's dreary work, but you get used to it. Why don't you start by wiping all of these surfaces? When you're done, I'll give you your next task. <sighs> so, you don't happen to know any good stories, do you? I love a good story. The grislier, the better. You might say I'm a collector of them. If you don't know any, I could always tell you one. In fact, given our surroundings, I believe I have the perfect one for you. It involves a number of corpses and a scientist from long ago. nearly overhead. Everything is in order. On my word, Eric. 
Get ready to draw the switch. Soon, I will be recorded in the history books as the greatest mind of the century. Yes, Master Lichtenstein. This is the turning point. Our two years of turmoil are about to come to fruition. Now, Eric, throw the switch. It's working! He's coming to consciousness. Awake, my son. Can you hear me? Open your eyes to see. Where... Where am I? You're in my laboratory. Can you see any? Lights. I see. Lights. Everything's... Fuzzy. Your eyes should start to adjust. Give it some time. How am I here? From whence your spirit has come to being, I cannot say with complete certainty. Perhaps it was lying dormant in your mind. Perhaps it entered in as some apparition in search of a host. When I shocked your body, all I can say for certain is I brought the pieces here and assembled them. I resuscitated them. And here you are. How do you feel? Cold. Yes, yes, of course, I can offer you a cover. Clothing should wait until we are certain your parts are all functioning. Do you feel any pain? No. Maybe. Not not sure. My limbs, they burn. That's good. Your blood is in motion for the first time in... Well, it's been a while. Who are you? My name is Dr. Lichtenstein. I'm a scientist in the field of biology and electrophysiology. Electrophysiology? Perhaps I shall explain in further detail at a later time. For now, we should keep monitoring your condition. How are you feeling now? My vision is coming into focus. I can see your silhouette. Can you move? Good. And your other hand. Excellent. Try your legs next. Why do my hands look so strange? Because you have never seen them before. They are your new hands. Well, slightly used. Why is my body covered in in stitches? Stay calm, stay calm. Just breathe. Your limbs may have fused together for the most part, but the outer flesh still needs time to heal. Eventually, these stitches would be removed and you would be whole. I, 
I don't understand. I'm just going to be completely transparent with you. So I want you to prepare yourself. This will not be easy to hear. Tell me. Your body is made up from various pieces from several different bodies. All of them freshly retired. All of them still youthful. Passed away at an early age. I would estimate overall your body is comparable to that of a 30-year-old. How did you get them? They were of no use to anyone. People laid them to rest, and I brought them back into open air to be renewed. You pieced me together from corpses. Your phrasing makes it sound grotesque. It helps to see things more clinically, as a scientist. Why? Why would you do this? Why not? Men and women create new life every day. This... This isn't creating life. This is desecration. Desecrating? No. I've done nothing more than that of a man resuscitating one who was drowned. You died and I revived you. That's not the same. You have already confessed. The bodies have been laid to rest. You dug them up. A tale is bodies coming back to life after their burial. Those who have already been laid to rest. Should they not be permitted to return to life? That is different than a man tampering with the order of nature. Order of nature? How does one determine the order of nature? Or that such a thing even exists. Because life is sacred, and you're playing God. If life is sacred, then am I not doing God an act of worship by creating such life? Not by using pieces and parts from those who once lived. Why not? These vessels were meant to be inhabited. They're only serving their intended purpose. You had no consent from those who lived in them to reuse their bodies. There was no one from whom to obtain consent. The souls of these bodies were gone. The pieces no longer had an owner. You made no request to the families of the deceased. Unless it was written in some form of will, I see nothing that gives the families any more right to the bodies than I, nor I any less right to the bodies than they. Disregarding the ownership of the bodies, I doubt you had permission to trespass and dig up the cemetery's property. I have just awakened you from death, and not but ten minutes later you are making arguments about personal property. This is quite amusing. Amusing? There is nothing amusing here. I didn't ask to be brought back to life. No one ever asks to be brought here. They simply arrive. That does bring up my earlier question, however. From whence is your consciousness? You have some level of intelligence, far more than an infant. You can speak, comprehend it, and function. So whose memories and knowledge are you tapping into? Are you here from a past life? Are you able to access the memories stored in the brain? How would I know? I was quite careful about my selections. I harvested this mind from a renowned physician who died much before his time. He lived a wholesome life, so his intellect was unhindered. It was his heart that failed him. Why a physician? I wanted you to have a fair chance at life. Since you were starting at around 30 years old, additionally, I hoped you would be able to monitor your new body, should anything ever happen to me. 
I can recall quite a number of things relating to medicine and the human body. What else? What other things do you remember? What kinds of things should I try to remember? Are there any fond memories? Did you ever have a lover? Anything of your parents? Colleagues? I had... a mother. I don't remember my father. But I can see my mother standing over me. I'm sick. I can't stop coughing. What makes this memory stand out? She's singing something. I remember this song. It was her... It was her favorite. What else? There are other similar memories. Why was I always so ill? My body was frail and thin. It seemed as though I was constantly sick. Perhaps that was the reason you decided to become a physician. Yes. I needed to get stronger. I knew my heart was weak. It, it was... What is it? What's wrong? You... I know you. Oh? I have seen you before. I recognize your voice. I don't see how that could be. Perhaps you read one of my research papers? No. No, I recognize some of these instruments and this, this machinery. Impossible. You may have encountered another lab in your days of study. No. Not from the university. I recognize this from when I was a boy. Why would you have memories of a place like this from your childhood? My mother said I needed help. She said a doctor could help me. I was scared, but she sang her song to me all the way here. What else do you remember? I think that man was you. You attached things to me on my chest my back, on my head. I don't know what you were doing. You're a first disease? Yes, you placed those things on my body. Tell me what's going on. Your mother blamed me. For, for what? Your heart condition, your illness, it's hereditary. It's you. You're my father. Father to the mind that you are using. It is impossible for me to know whether your soul or spirit is that of my son. 
Are there different, identifiable traits from soul to soul? Or are they simply distinguished by the minds they inhabit? I don't know. The truth is, nothing about you is familiar to me except those memories. Your voice is another man's. Your limbs, your stature, most of all your face. I always wanted to make you stronger. This is the best way I knew how. Why don't I have other memories of you? The experiments only made you worse. It made your heart weaker. Not only would your mother not allow me to continue my work, but she forbid me from taking part in your life. She hid you from me. How have you found me now? I was fortunate enough to come across one of your research papers. I began following your work. You made admirable progress in treating your illness, but before I could congratulate you, it was too late. When? When did I die? Two years ago. Yours was the first body I'd retrieved. I preserved it here while I began my work. To what end? Why did you bring me back? To give you the life you always deserved, of health and prosperity. We don't get to pick and choose the lives we're born into. But we ought to. I see no reason why we shouldn't. You're proof of that. I am proof only that even the greatest minds can go mad. I am not mad. You, of all people, should know that science is often met with distrust until the breakthroughs prove useful to people. Suddenly they welcome them and treat the man as a hero. You're no hero! Tampering with souls, undoing the very works of God himself. If God has given us the ability to raise the dead, he has no one to blame but himself. I'm not going to stay here and listen to this. You must stay here. I have to monitor your body. I didn't ask to be here, and I won't let you continue your insane experiments on me or anyone else. What are you going to do? I'm turning you over to the authorities. No, you can't leave. Ugh. You did make me very strong, doctor. You can't stop me from leaving. Not that door! What... what the hell is all this? Every scientific breakthrough was preceded by much trial and error. You're my first real success. All those graves desecrated, all those people stitched together into monstrosities. I did it all for you, my son. Your son died, Doctor. I am nothing but a monster. Don't turn me in. I need your intellect. If we put our minds together, we can do great things in this world, revive so many lives. I was wrong about you. You're not playing the role of God. After everything I've seen, 
You must be the devil himself. I can't say for certain what happened next. Whether the monster actually snitched on his creator. I suppose that bit of the story's been lost to time. Ah, I apologize. Here I am carrying on and you've wiped those surfaces spotless. Why don't you run these bags down the hall to the incinerator? I'd give you a hand, but I see you already have one. In this bag. (laughs) This episode of the Night Cleaner's Tales was written and produced by me, Brian Bridges. All of the music in this story was also created by me. Follow me on Twitter, at ManlyBrian. Dr. Lichtenstein was voiced by Sean Pommier. Sean creates original Pathfinder TTRPG content under an Eldritch Dream Games and is currently producing the podcasts Aeterna and also Dustress, which is run by his wife Tracy. Find all of his links in the description of this video, including their Twitter handles, at Eldritch Dream, at Aeterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. The monster in this story was voiced by Critically Accursed. Follow him on Twitter at C Accursed. That's all for now. We'll see you on the next episode of the Night Cleaner's Tales. (laughs) ¶¶